Hello, Jet Setters, and welcome to the Jet Set Life podcast. I'm your hostess, Brittany Ryan, child-free travel content creator and blogger. I'm a curator of authentic and cultural travel experiences, and I want to help you be the same. Create a Jet Set Life full of adventure and learn how to live life to the fullest with me as your travel guide. Tune in each week for solo episodes and conversations with travel leaders all about child-free travel, adults-only getaways, travel guides, itineraries, and more. I am all about sharing actionable, detailed tips and tricks for creating the jet-set life of your dreams, so get ready to learn. Are you ready for takeoff? Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody. I've got a very exciting interview today with the founders of Rome Luggage. Today, we have Charlie Clifford with us. He's the founder of Rome Luggage and former CEO of Toomey, as well as Larry Lean, the former executive vice president of Toomey and co-founder of Rome Luggage. Hello, guys, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, great to be with you. So to get started, uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about you all and your background in how you came into being in the travel industry. Well, like, like a lot of red-blooded young American boys, I grew up wanting to be in the luggage business. <laughs> I grew up in New Jersey, went to a school in the Midwest, Indiana University, studied literature and decided that I needed to uh, get some more practical education on top of that. Uh, since I was not going to be the world's next uh, greatest writer or a or an academic, so I went on to business school. Uh, it's now known as the Kelly School of Business at Indiana University. Then went into the Peace Corps. Spent a couple of years in Peru. Uh, I was married in the Peace Corps. My wife and I married before my second year in business school. We had two terrific years in Peru. Traveled throughout South America. Grew personally an enormous amount, and uh, came back and worked in industrial marketing for, I guess, about four years, and then uh, invested in a small entrepreneurial company and began covering the Eastern region for sales for a company that was doing handcrafted products from South America. And uh, left that after a year to uh, found Toomey. Uh, I had a co-founder at that time who left the company after uh, eight or nine years, and I, I bought him out and then uh, went on to stay at Toomey, Toomey Luggage, for almost 30 years. And what about you, Larry? So I um, grew up, born and raised in New York City and spent my whole career essentially in uh, retail consumer products. I started my career at Macy's and then uh, in their executive training program and was a, became a, a system buyer and then left Macy's for business school. I went to Harvard Business School. And then after that, as many Harvard Business School graduates do and still did and still do, became a management consultant in a strategy firm based in New York and was there for seven years and was making a business development speech to the luggage industry at a luggage industry uh, symposium. And I was pulling my slides together at the end when a guy walked up to me and said, got a, started a small company, but I think we can really you know, do something great in the luggage industry. And I liked some of the things you were talking about. That guy was Charlie, of course. And we had lunch and hit it off. And I think about two weeks later, I was working for Toomey as originally as 
vice president of marketing, but came executive vice president with responsibility for the whole front end of the business. And, you know, the business grew quickly. It was around eight, $9 million when I joined. We grew very fast in the 90s, started to open up stores with partners and then on our own. Irony is that, you know, Toomey's success was in convincing the world that everybody should be carrying black, black on black. And the brand was built on that. Of course, we developed other colors, but Toomey forever, really, I think still Toomey is a brand that's known for black. And we succeeded in making black the uniform of travel. And now we're dedicated to making every color but black the uniform, you know, basically rejecting the idea of uniform entirely and saying uh, there is no uniform, design your own, use color and make it your own, no uniform at all. So that's a, that's kind of a, a funny career twist. Thank you, Charlie and Larry, for sharing about your background. I love that you both have a background with such a high quality luggage company to me. It's great that you've been able to bring your expertise from all of your years with that company and brought it over to Rome Luggage. So could you share with us the story behind Rome Luggage? What inspired you to start this company? Uh, In 2016, these uh, two guys came to us and said, we've developed the capability to make high quality polycarbonate luggage in the U.S. Now, you have to understand that essentially, you know, 98% of luggage is made outside the United States now. Toomey originally made luggage in the United States, but stopped in the early 2000s, moved it to China. And in the luggage world today, virtually everybody, including every brands from Toomey on down, manufacturing mass production factories in China. So this was, you know, it was kind of interesting. And they said, you know, we can't figure out how to sell it. Maybe you guys can help us figure out how to sell it. And I went out to their factory and saw how they made the luggage and was just observing them making it. They made their luggage in three colors. I think it was black, silver, and tan. And as they made the luggage, they took the pieces and put them together. I said, you know, I asked the question, I said, gee, you know, is there any reason that you can't do half of the shell in black and half the shell in tan and sew those together? And they said, no, uh, you know, the shells are all the same. There's nothing to keep you from doing that. And there are other parts, hubcaps and zippers and bindings. And they, you know, same for those. The parts were all the same. And then I saw that it didn't take a huge amount of time to put together a suitcase. It took a lot of expertise and know-how to do it properly, but it didn't take a lot of time. So it occurred to me that we could have people order online since we were direct to consumer and they could order, customize their colors, and we could build it to order and then ship it in a relatively short amount of time. Nobody else could do that. You can only do that if you're making it in the United States, because otherwise it would take too long to get it back and forth. So that's how the business model develops. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to that, Charlie? We founded Rome because we really thought there was an opportunity at the upper end of the market. There were a lot of companies doing product in the middle of the market that was mass produced in China. But we thought if we concentrated on the upper end of the market and could do something that was really unique, that we could we could really take what we had learned at Toomey and bring it to a different level. Rather than focusing on business travelers, we thought if we develop luggage where people could express their personalities, that we would be able to really create a, a substantial niche market where people were wanted to show their personal style. 
That's a really great origin story. So what are you particularly proud about when it comes to the Rome luggage brand? There were a few founding principles of the company. One was making the luggage in the U.S. Two is having it be customizable by the consumer and have us be able to turn it around in one to five days, basically. And then the third one, very dear to the heart of Charlie and me, was making the best piece of luggage in the world. That's what we set out to do at Toomey and what we established, I think, a good reputation for doing. And it's what we wanted to do here, too. I come from old school marketing, and my belief is that the greatest brands in the world are brands that are founded upon a great product. We take great pride in what we build, and we have the experience to do it. You know, we know what a great piece of luggage is. Based on the principles that you just outlined, it sounds like you really did create a very high quality product in the luggage market. I'd love to know what particular features you love most about your luggage line and what makes your luggage line unique from others. We spent the whole year of 2017 working with one of the top industrial design firms in New York, sweating every detail of the design. And there are a lot of details. It starts with the the shells and the idea of making them light, but still strong and the aesthetic design and making something that's distinctive and then how the the shell is molded. And we're the only luggage company that sources its polycarbonate plastic and does all of its forming of the shells in the US. US polycarbonate is is a great product and we wanna have full control over the process. So we're we're the only ones to do that. The design process took us a really a full year from beginning through prototypes and everything. Every single component, we look for the best. We use the best wheels from the best wheel manufacturer in the world. Our pull-up handles, same thing. The lining fabrics, the zippers, everything. You know, there's a sharp difference here between luggage that is mass-produced in a Chinese factory making tens of thousands a day and in our workshop where we make 30, 50, and each one one by one built to order uh, and watched over by our team. It's just a different level of caring in the way a product is built. And the result is something that is very hard to explain what it is. But when you use it, you know it. Just like when you get into a BMW and you close the door and you start the engine, you know you're in a car that people designed well and built well. And the result is a great feeling. Our luggage is designed with compression boards, which is basically a, it's a mesh panel with a frame. So it's rigid. And then so you pack in one side, you put the compression board on it, and then it straps down, which number one creates extra space because it compresses everything in there. But also, maybe more importantly, when you get to wherever you're getting to and you open up the suitcase, everything is exactly as you folded it, packed it in place. Before, even with tie-down straps, everything gets jumbled up and it's never completely full. There's always space in it so that things just get messed up. I mean, this you know, you know no matter what you put in, it arrives perfectly and it's terrific. It's really the ability for people to press their personal sense of style. That's what makes Rome special. And I think it's fun to design your own luggage. It's even more fun and even more gratifying when somebody is traveling with it to realize that their most important accessory when they're traveling, they've created themselves. They've designed it themselves. Typically, they'll get compliments from fellow. You don't see lots of Rome on any particular flight, we're still at a, at a very young stage. So it stands out, it stands out 
because of its design. It stands out because of the color combinations and becomes a topic of conversation. Yeah, we also have customers who design different bags for different type of trips, and they use one for business. And then when they're going off on their family trip, they get a little more adventurous and uh, and do something else. So, you know, it, it kind of goes with the mood. That's fun. I like that. Different luggage for different... Yeah, well, why not? You, know, you have different wardrobes. Why not have different luggage? And I, I think that's the point. The whole point is to have your luggage reflect your personality, reflect what you're feeling. Our uh, tagline is show the world who you are and it's what you want to show the world at that particular moment in time about you. The fact that you can customize all of the colors from the zipper to the wheels and the shells, that's a really unique selling point that you guys have. Now, were there any challenges that you faced as you were starting up? There were a number of hurdles, but I think the Probably the overriding challenge was to figure out the ins and outs of the DTC business or direct-to-consumer. We had had experience with e-commerce, with selling over the internet, with Toomey and beyond Toomey when we were working with some of the European brands. But being a a company that was solely direct-to-consumer with no wholesale distribution, we were not working with a large number of brick-and-mortar retailers as, as we were with other brands. It's really a challenge to figure out the algorithms, which you never really figure out, but figure out, I guess, the different ingredients that you need to master to create enough visibility for the brand so people are coming to the website. If you're selling through retail store locations, people will find you and they may buy in the store, they may buy online later, but you have tremendous reach and visibility. When you're selling only over the internet, it does take time and patience to get the word out there and uh, create sufficient recognition of the brand so people feel comfortable buying at a a higher price point to get a premium piece of luggage. Yeah, that's definitely true. If I could just add something to that. First of all, neither Charlie nor I are digitally native. We're about 30 years too old for that, probably. And that's an obstacle, you know, because uh, this is a digitally native world, the uh, direct-to-consumer e-commerce world. But I think startups face a particular couple of challenges that were tough. One is that the issue of getting funds and moving the business along is is a bit of a juggling act. So we went through a year, as I said, of product development, which requires some funding. You've got to pay the designers. Eventually, you've got to get prototypes, stuff like that. So you need funds. But in order to raise funds, you need a product because people want to see what the product looks like, but you can't have a product until you've done the prototype. (laughs) They want to know what the company's called, right? So you need a name. And so to get a name, you kind of need an agency to do that. And you need a brand, you need a branding agency, and that requires money. So there's this constant kind of juggling of trying to bring in some money, make that all happen. It's a very hand-to-mouth kind of thing. And the other issue is finding good people who are qualified to do what needs to be done, and also willing to take the risk of working for a startup. That's a tough one too. Well, it sounds like if there was any two people to overcome some startup challenges, it would probably be you two. (laughs) But moving on to something a little bit lighter, I'm curious, do each of you have a personal favorite color combination when it comes to your Rome luggage? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I actually have Two favorites. One, I'm a Mets fan, so I have one that's blue with orange trim. But my go-to is a what we now call Venetian green that I like very much. That's been my more recent go-to bag. Charlie, do you have a favorite? 
Yeah, there are three, four colors and combinations of which I like. I like the grays and the blues. Uh, the matte black is terrific. It's a semi-gloss. It's not a completely flat matte black, but it's a, it's a gray color. Sometimes when black has a very high sheen, it doesn't look quite as classic. But when you, when you can treat it with a semi-gloss finish, as all of our colors are treated, on the black, it looks particularly striking. Charlie bleeds to me black and red, so he, he likes black with red trim. as well i think they 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 work very very well together it's a classic it's great black with red trim is beautiful it really is a great bag so blacks blues grays and sometimes with a little bit of red trim as larry suggested (laughs) (laughs) love it since you both are so well traveled what type of advice would you give someone if they were investing in a new piece of luggage what's something that you would tell them to look for before they make their purchase decision? There's a huge difference between getting a quality piece of luggage and something that is very moderately priced or low priced. I think it was one of the Gucci's, uh, Aldo Gucci, I believe, who said quality is remembered long after the price is forgotten. So whether somebody ends up buying Rome or one of the other premium brands, investing in a piece of luggage that will last you for years is much wiser than just buying something that's on sale or buying something that's a, a more modest price. You know, if you spend two or $300 more for a piece of luggage, think of that over the course of three, four, or five years. That's less than you're spending for buying a cup of Starbucks every day. So I think investing in quality would be certainly my most single most important piece of advice. What makes quality in this day and age, given the length of the concourses, you certainly want something that combines uh, durability and strength with being very lightweight. It's easy to build a heavy piece of luggage that's strong. It's easy to build a very lightweight piece of luggage, but that might not necessarily stand the test of time. Not really designed to travel over bumpy cobblestones or whatever. The handles are important. The wheels are very important. You want wheels that will roll easily. And there's a big difference between wheels. Not every the wheels may look the same, but whether or not they contain ball bearings is a, a key point of differentiation. Uh, we've got the, I think, the world's best wheels on our luggage. I don't know if there's anything finer that other brands are using. The so wheels, handles, lightweight, strength, but not too heavy. Larry, do you have any recommendations for new luggage buyers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just from personal experience, I would say, you know, learn how to pack into a carry-on and try to take a carry-on wherever you go. We make a great uh, carry-on, our XL, which if you pack it well, is really, it's only two inches wider than a standard carry-on, which we also make. But what that allows you to do is to pack two stacks of clothes in each side going horizontally, and you can fit an awful lot into it. And it's just so much nicer. If you can do that, that's a big plus. I think with the labor shortage, that's a, uh... Uh, the airlines are facing now. The I've read that the delays have become uh, even even longer in terms of waiting people. I I've experienced that recently, <laughs> so yes, I can attest to that. Unfortunately, but I know the airports are kind of working to ramp up their their normal capacity. But yes, there is definitely a delay. So I always try to do a carry on if I can. Now, what's next for Rome Luggage? Do you have any more exciting projects that you're working on? We do. So we just launched Expandables a week ago. So that's very much in the news, uh, which are great because 
I found that, that I pick stuff up when I'm on the road. So you can go out with it unexpanded and use a carry-on and, uh, and come back with it expanded and you, got a, you have a lot more room. Uh, so those we just launched and we are starting up with soft bags this fall. We are launching backpacks in uh, October and totes and soft luggage in the months after that because they're great accessories for uh, people. Will those have color customizations as well? They will. They'll be made in our same factory and we'll offer uh, full color customization. So they will be Rome bags in every respect. Very exciting. Yeah. I was just discussing with our creative director a, a tagline for the new backpacks, but I can't reveal it yet. So. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll keep our ears open for that. He would fire me if I did that. So. <laughs> we don't want that. But those will be out in the middle of October. So you only have a month to wait. Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Where can our listeners go online if they want to learn more about Rome Luggage? RomeLuggage.com. Perfect. If they're in New York City, they can visit our shop, our shop in Bloomingdale's. Uh, oh, okay. Good we have a concession know. shop there that we run. But, uh, but uh, for anybody else, RomeLuggage.com is our address. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Charlie and Larry, for your time today. I've loved learning about your product and your business, and I cannot wait to own my own piece of Rome luggage. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to dive even deeper into creating your jet set life, start with upgrading your travel bucket list. You can download my free resource on the top 50 destinations for child-free travel by visiting jetsettingblonde.com forward slash start dash here. Because the first step to creating your jet set life starts with upgrading your travel goals. And if something in today's episode really resonated with you, please screenshot and tag me at the jet set blonde on Instagram or Facebook. I want to know what your biggest takeaway was. I really want to hear from you And it means so much to me when I can see your screenshots of you listening to the podcast or reading my posts online. Every screenshot and review means the world to me. I read every single one. And I really appreciate your support in listening to this episode and supporting me on this adventure. I look forward to bringing you more awesome and genuinely helpful content that will help you create the jet set life of your dreams. 